Welcome to Women Thriving Unapologetically with Lindsay McCowan. Over the next hour, you will hear raw, honest, and inspiring conversation between Lindsay and her guests, discussing how to thrive, live joyfully, and abundantly in spite of life's challenges. Now, here is your host, Lindsay McCowan. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Women Thriving Unapologetically. My name is Lindsay McCowan. I'll be your host for today, and you are listening on Voice America's Empowerment Channel. So today's guest has not shown up yet. So this is my worst fear is to show up uh, for the show, which is live, and um, have to do a show last minute on my own. Um, And actually, here comes Yolanda. So how do we keep showing up? And despite circumstances, that is what thriving is all about, is how do we keep showing up for ourselves, for others, despite the circumstances that may be presenting themselves. And I have to say that my heart was really beating right before the show, um, because as I mentioned, I was like, okay, I'm going to have to do a solo show. (laughs) But uh, Yolanda has shown up. Um, for us today. And before we drop in, what I would love to do, because my heart is still racing, is just as we always do, is just take a moment to stop and pause and breathe, because that is always the way that we can ground and center and presence ourselves in this moment and knowing that we can do hard things and we can show up and thrive despite circumstances. So let's just take a moment to pause and wherever you are, and if it is safe for you to close your eyes, you can do so. Or you can keep them just softly looking downward. And let's just take a couple deep belly breaths, just feeling the breath move deeply into your belly so you can feel the soft expansion of the belly away from the spine. And then as you breathe out, just feel the breath hugging back towards the spine, like a gentle hug that you're giving yourself. Each breath is a moment to remember that we are supported, that we are inspired by the divine. And each breath out is a remembering that in the letting go and the surrendering that we are deeply held and supported. Each breath in, we can be inspired and filled back up. And each breath out, we can surrender and know that we can rest and be in divine flow without so much pushing, striving, and doing. So in this moment, just go ahead and make yourself known to your body, to your emotions. And then we'll make our way back. (sighs) So I am so deeply grateful that beautiful Yolanda has shown up today and I don't have to go solo. (laughs) oh my goodness thank you for your patience I'm so sorry oh no it's fine and then uh I was like okay I can do this you know because I have an option to replay another show I'm like no like okay I'm not fully prepared but I have to trust like this is a moment where we have to trust that we have everything that we need and that we can do it and if it's not perfect it's fine and just not be fearful and step away from the challenge but I'm still happy you're here Thank you so much, Lindsay. I hear you deeply and I feel you deeply. Yes. Yeah. So let me introduce you to our audience. So Yolanda Coles-Jones is also known as the Calm and Thrive Coach. I mean, can you imagine what it would be like to thrive and be calm while you're thriving? Uh, She is an international conscious relationship expert and 
empowered living coach. She's she helps reactive, drained, distracted, and anxious people learn to be more at home, at peace, and in unconditional love with themselves and others so they can be more present in more of the moments that make up this one precious life. And what I personally love about Yolanda is her presence. She shows up with this amazing, powerful presence. You can feel the sense of calm in her. And we think that power always has to be this, like almost like this pushing and this aggressive, like take over kind of energy. But Yolanda has this ability to be in that room, take up space, but allow others to have their space as well too. And it just gives you this beautiful sense of like, oh, I can be held, be myself without judgment so that I can start to unravel all the things I need to unravel in a really safe space. So I love you for that because it is just palpable before the, even the first word comes out of your mouth. But when the words come out of your mouth, oh, Lord, <laughs> they're powerful. They are so powerful and poetic. And I'm like, I just want to write everything down. I want to be Yolanda. <laughs> I actually, I truly give thanks. Thank you for all of that commentary. And I'm, as I'm sitting here in this moment, I'm actively, you know, noting and I'm hoping our conversation will go this way how actively embodying the teachings because being calm and being grounded and holding space for yourself and others doesn't mean that life is not actively (laughs) doing all the things that life can do and does just very dynamic and being able to to embody um, you know that that discipline of presence and awakeness and zooming out in the midst of it all is truly why it's so important to me to be in a space like this one with you right now. Yeah. And it's like people, it's so easy to project our, our imagination out onto someone else's life and be like, oh, they're so calm and present and they, they must not have any challenges oh in gosh. their life, which is total BS. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> and what you said is like, you know, it is a disciplined practice. I mean, I didn't show up, you know, I've been practicing this for a long time, but people that have known me like 15, 20 years ago, they can come in and testify, oh, honey, this woman was angry and volatile. I mean, I wasn't like physically, uh, you know, mean or abusive to people, but through Mm -hmm. my words, Mm -hmm. I could be because I was just so reactionary. Mm -hmm. And so I'd love for you to say, tell us how you've created the discipline of having the ability to be so present and yeah. and hold that space for people while you can hold your own stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I listened to you and I'm raising my hand like, oh, I definitely was the person who was, you know, reactive and at times violent with, you know, my own personal belongings or you just, you know, just completely. And again, at that time, in that particular season, I'm thinking about I had undiagnosed PTSD um, after experiencing some very complicated and complex things that happened in my personal life and watching my life pivot or deciding in a moment of like just being at my absolute wits end, I could not take it anymore. I could not take the fact that anger and rage and all these very necessary and needful emotions were hijacking the driver's seat, like literally taking me out of my life several times a day. Um, it was miserable. And so I just, I came to a point where I had to decide, like, 
either I'm going to figure out how to heal, like deeply figure out how to like heal, or I don't want to be here anymore. And that's just how it was for me. Like it was just that, that, you know, cut and dry um, the, at the most intense moments of it. And so that's when the practice really, really began to be accelerated. But prior to that, um, I've, I have this, have just always been, I think I was I might have had a bit of I may have had a bit of a leg up because I think I was born into the world as an old soul. <laughs> I came through as someone who was very like um, I just observe a lot of things and watch and study. I've always been that way, asking a lot of inward questions, just contemplative. Like that's kind of always been the way that I've been. However, it wasn't until I began to get older and age and experience my own you know, calamity, as it were, that I began to understand how I can take that skill of observing and apply it, like, tune that awareness inward and and notice, like, what's happening in there, what's happening with me, and how is what's happening with me, I began to understand how what's happening inside me is an example of what's happening out in, in the world, right? Like, you know, people, we are just, there's just all this connectedness. So when I relate, when I've learned to relate to myself and the things that are scary that I'm facing in there or the parts of me that are not so comely, hard to work with, hard to deal with, working with my own stuff, looking at my own like sort of like stuff that I want to push down and put and put away has enabled me to grow the muscle of compassion And to be able to understand how, you know, when I meet others who are appearing in prickly ways or I'm in circumstances, I feel like they're squeezing me, how I can like zoom out to something bigger and that bigger thing. You know, we could talk for hours and hours about all the ways we can appreciate that and come to understand what and how that acts on our lives and in our lives and how we participate. Um, But I think that sort of dance of like, calamity (laughs) calamity is here in the past (laughs) now what now what um how will you respond how do you want to be in the world and those questions like you know deepening into those um especially in intense times has enabled me to condition and work that muscle of awareness and and awakeness and zooming out and making conscious decisions moment by moment knowing that I have the choice, like I can do it, right, has has, has been life-changing um, in the way that how I do. How do you want to be? I mean, I love right. that question. Like, how do I want to be? Mm-hmm. Do I want to be this angry person that's throwing dishes or, and yeah. I, 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 as we were talking, I was like, well, actually, maybe I was that kind of violent person. <laughs> Was that kind I of some dishes in my day. Yes. I have like having a selective memory right now. <laughs> okay, I'm probably going to get like some notes from some exes. <laughs> like, hello, let me remind you. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But, but, you know, in that moment, you're like, okay, I, you don't, like, I don't want to be this way. And if I can't change, then I don't even want to be here. Yeah. I, mean, I think for me, it was just like, I mean, I could feel the discomfort of it all, but I was so identified with that aspect of anger and rage Mm -hmm. it was almost scary to let go of it because like who would I be without it I I felt like that was my power I would get stuff done because I I would use that almost as a motivating force a powerful force to get me forward in life and if I let go of that how how would I move and how would I be and it was just this almost scary place of letting that go and remembering I'm like the remembering of who I could be. And that is, is still happening. 
It's still happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You say something that really it strikes me because I, you know, I wrote this song in my life as a songwriter uh, called Wild Woman. And it was when I came to meet that part of me that I had never met before who was tearing up stuff, right? Breaking dishes and just destructive, a destructive presence. And and she was in the driver's seat and I was nowhere in the vehicle, right? Like I may have been like on the outside of the car. <laughs> holding on looking at the life. car crash. Right. <laughs> holding on for dear life. Witness. <laughs> I had to learn how to like reclaim the driver's seat and also let the wild woman be there too. Mm-hmm. Like be like she like I need her. I need her to be with me. When you when you talk about using the energy, I think about, you know, we call it energy bending in my home, being able to like. Um, let the energy be there and work with it and not let it drive and learning how to do that, learning how to let that wild part of me be there because I need her. I need what information she might present. I need the fire. I need the fury to, to get things done and to also keep awareness of like the most grounded, most grown up, most zoomed out part of myself so that I'm sort of taking in this information from whoever it is, like whatever part of me is there, whether it's fear, anger, sadness, rage, you know, disappointment, if there's extreme like sadness and depression there or anxiety, like what are these things here to tell me? And they become more like allies and, you know, sources of information than enemies or things that I need to like push out of the car, right? Like it's like, you know, be here with me. And what, what do I need to know? Like, what do you need me to know? How can I work with you as opposed to us fighting for who's going to drive? And there's so many things that come to mind, like, you know, one, I'm thinking of this sacred rage, like this Kali energy, um, this goddess Kali is just the goddess of this transformation. I'm talking to my women in my, my um, Awaken the Divine Feminine program right now. This whole month is dedicated to Kali and she's this transformative energy and she's that sacred rage. Yes. But out of control, she's the one that's going to be breaking things and mm-hmm. not communicating clearly, being a little bit violent. But when we harness that energy we don't want her to go away because she's the wild feminine like yeah that yeah. part of us that has already been pushed down and that's probably why she's so pissed off uh-huh but let her come forward and guide us and like and empower us for our transformation and to bring those parts of ourselves every all the parts in and know that they have voice and i love how you said that the depression the anxiety all of the things are lessons like okay like talk to those parts of yourself instead mm-hmm. of trying to push them down as well Yes. And bring them forward. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to have a lot of voices in your head. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I've always found, and let me know if this is for the same for you, is that when you give voice to all of those pieces, that's all they've ever wanted. Mm-hmm. And they start <laughs> to give you this beautiful information and then they start to settle and yes. then you start to harness that energy, like bring them all together. Yes. Absolutely. 100%. I mean, integration and that, you know, a lot of that deep work for me at in seasons needed to happen with support, but I learned in that work, you know, how to do it, how to do it for myself, how to keep doing it for myself. And it's an active ongoing, you mentioned at the, at, you know, earlier, it's an ongoing practice. And the more we do it, the more we change the way our brains are wired. So it comes online. We don't have to work as hard um, because we have this new mapping that happens. Neuroplasticity, we even bring science in, right? Like, I mean, all of this is, is founded. And I know as a you know person who has lived it, that it works. Absolutely. And I love how you said that, you know, it's an ongoing work Like we're building that muscle mm-hmm. and we're, you know, just like if you go to the gym, you can build muscle, but if you stop going to the gym, guess what? Your muscles start to atrophy. So 
it's this ongoing thing and it can feel overwhelming as, you know, spiritual seeker, like, oh, this is never ending. Mm -hmm. But like you just said, it does get easier because you're Mm -hmm. building the neuroplasticity, you're Mm -hmm. building, like you're pulling those parts together and therefore you can meet those challenges with, and with more calm and presence. Yes. 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 100%. I mean, it is true. It's true. It's true. I mean, I know because I've lived it, I know I've gone from reactive and anxious and depressed and overwhelmed to, to a space of being able to hold steadiness and know where my feet are in a moment of intensity and find my breath you know, in the middle of like heated, whatever it is, it's like, I can walk through this with clarity and wisdom and groundedness when I have, when I touch into what I know to be true. Yeah. And it's like, because you've done it yourself and this is what makes you such a phenomenal presence and coach is because you're not teaching theory. You're not reading something (laughs) and hating it out there. You're like, no, I have been through the storm And I have, this is what I know to be true in my whole being. And therefore, this is why I can hold the space for you and be there for you while you have to go through your own storm. You have to do it yourself, but I can hold that space for you. Mm-hmm. And um, there was one piece, oh, maybe it will come back and maybe it won't. I don't even say that anymore. I'm like, I'm like it will come back. I'm like, mom, maybe it will, maybe it won't. <laughs> right. Maybe something else will come in better. <laughs> but um, I can't, we're already up to our first break in the show. so. What we're going to do is be right back with Yolanda Coles-Jones. And if you're interested in exploring some of that Kali energy, be sure to go to my website, lindsaymccowan.com and join our Awaken the Divine Feminine, where you get to learn how to free up that wild feminine and harness that power so you can have voice and presence and really reclaim those parts of yourself. And so we'll be right back with the amazing Yolanda Coles-Jones. Women, are you tired of chasing after your dreams? Exhausted and overwhelmed from trying so hard to have the perfect life? Do you yearn for more ease, freedom, and time to explore what is near and dear to your heart, yet have no idea how to stop pushing forward? Join your host, Lindsay McCowan, and others like you on a journey to awaken the divine feminine. When you awaken the divine feminine, you awaken parts of yourself that have been ignored, lay dormant, put on the back burners, or forgotten. When you fully ignite these aspects of yourself, You awaken your ability to thrive in all areas of your life, including relationships, finances, health, career, and purpose. You stop chasing after life and step into an easeful, magnetic flow. You become the magnet that effortlessly attracts joy, love, space to play, abundance, and magic that illuminates your life. Does that sound like the future you? Go to lindsay.tv slash goddess to sign up today. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Women Thriving Unapologetically with Lindsay McCowan. Have a question for Lindsay or her guests? Want to share your story? Email Lindsay at thrivingunapologetically at gmail.com. That's thrivingunapologetically at gmail.com. Now back to the show. Here again is Lindsay. Welcome back, everyone, to Women Thriving Unapologetically. I am here with Yolanda Coles-Jones, and I cannot tell you 
how excited I am to have her here for so many different reasons. She's just such a powerful, powerful presence and beautiful human being that is helping other people to find their power and their presence and connect to their own beauty again. And so, you know, we were talking during the break about, you know, just showing up, even though there's challenges and uh, Yolanda's just coming off of COVID. Just she, she's just now reintegrating just hours of quarantine <laughs> into her home. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and you always are so honest about the journey that you're in. Like you are share with everyone. And this was makes you so relatable and people can trust you because, like, oh, she's doing it. She's not perfect. And she's still being able to show up and be calm and present. And I would love for you to tell us like. Well, first of all, like for me, like part of the show and creating it, like the thriving piece, like we always think that that's just, you know, lots of money and we're prospering mm-hmm. prospering, and we're achieving our goals. Mm-hmm. But one of the definitions about thriving is that, okay, we are moving towards our goals in spite of circumstances and yeah. challenges. So tell us besides, you know, COVID kicking you in the pants and <laughs> making all the work pile up on you. Uh-huh. Some of the challenges that you're navigating right now, and yet you're still uh-huh. feeling like you're thriving, or are you not feeling like you're thriving right now? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll be honest. So it's funny because just before I got sick, and I've been in COVID isolation now for I think it's been 12 days, 13 days. Um just before I got sick, literally days before I got sick, I was at a gathering and someone asked me, how have you been? How have things been for you? And I paused a little longer than was comfortable for people around me because I was thinking and I, and I'm not the kind of person that like just says, Oh, I'm great. I'm good. Like I'm, I'm, I don't just regurgitate like a mechanical answer. Um, even if it is, I don't want to share all the things that are happening. I'll say, you know, I've been moving through some challenging things and I'm grateful to be here in this moment. I might say something like that, but I paused and it was because I have been moving through so many hard things this summer. I have four children. I have, um, you know, businesses. My husband and I lost our business, one of our main business last year, um, in COVID, you know, we just, we've had so much loss and a lot of grief and a lot of change and a lot of things coming to the surface with each of the humans that live in, in the home with us, you know, four children, husband, animal beings, like there's so much transitioning happening in the midst of um, just the, the navigating of this global health crisis and all the things that it is trickling down to impact. And so I have very real things happening with, you know, each of those humans and myself. And so, you know, I, and it, and I also have a very clear devoted care practice for myself so that I don't show up in the world and pretend even the work of like trying to pretend that everything is okay. Right. is a kind of labor. It's a kind of violence I find to myself because it's like, I'm ignoring the fact that I may not be okay in a moment. Right. So, you know, not being okay and let and loving myself through the not being okayness and getting support for myself in all the ways that, that has looked, whether it is reaching out to a trusted friend or reaching out to a therapist or doing my, you know, reaching into my medicine bag and making sure I have somebody in my ears who is like grounded and inspired instead of like a whole lot of stuff that causes me to spiral down as opposed to spiraling up, even if the spiral up is slow. So, you know, that kind of real life unfolding is definitely what I am in the throes of. And 
you know, actively still supporting myself, making sure that I'm able to start there. And then from that place, amplify out to support my children and to partner and walk alongside my husband and to work with my clients all over the world and be able to embody the teachings plus come alongside folks as they are walking through all the things that have happened with these people. I mean, I'm not the only family. My family is not the only one who has endured sometimes hardship. And so it's not that we don't face hardship. It's how we show up in the hardship that for me means thriving, right? Like it is, there are things that are beyond our control and um, to be able to be present in a storm with awareness of a kind of centeredness so that you don't get stuck or caught up or swept away in all the things that are happening has been something that begins with this deep, deep, deep awareness of core being and deep love for self and mercy and compassion um, and patience, <laughs> decidedness, <What's> right? <laughs> What'd you say? Like, What's that? What's patience? <laughs> With myself, right? Like deep, deep, like showering and lathering on so much patience and compassion uh, for myself. And then that enables me to, we, I, in my, in my communities, we call that the overflow effect um, inside uh um, the empowered people ecosystem. And, you know, when you do that kind of intentional um, work and love, I call it love work because people hear work and they think, oh, you're just constantly just like trying to improve yourself. No, like it is, you are loving yourself even when it's hard to get up in the morning and you might sleep uh, instead of getting up to do that meditation. Like, and that might disappoint a part of you. It's, it's being able to be patient even with all of that self-judgment and noticing it and saying, oh, all right, here I am. I'm, the judgy me is, is forward and being able to work with that part as opposed to pushing it down, which is what we talked about before the break. And, um, and that I love that. Love. I'm always looking for another word for work. It just has so, we associate it with so many things that we don't want in our life. The overwhelm, the exhaustion, the pushing, mm-hmm. you know, we, even back when we were kids, like, oh, homework, you know, uh, you know, no one yeah. wants that. But I love when you like, pull in the word love, like love mm-hmm. work mm-hmm. often said it and reminds us, Oh, I'm doing this for myself. Yes. And that's this overflow effect of just showering yourself with that compassion and that nurturance, that self-honoring. Yes. It's so important because, you know, what, if you're not doing that, if you're not showering yourself with that love, then what are you showering yourself with? I mean, I have this vision of stepping into a shower that's pristine and beautiful and lit with, you know, sunlight, or it's just like poo. <laughs> yeah. And what's coming out of the shower heads is like daggers and like broken glass and, and, you know, all the stuff that you're just, you know, receiving into your physical body, into your mind, into your thought space. And that informs the way you show up and how you feel. Mm-hmm. So yeah, absolutely. Well, tell yeah. us more about the overflow effect. This is what you bring in with you in your, in your powerful groups. And I love how you call them. You don't call them groups. You call them ecosystems. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the overflow effect, is that that like beginning with self I work with a lot of family leaders um so people who are in the role of nurturer and leading and making decisions for you know either their own household or you know people like midwives and doulas and folks who are supporting other homes 
you know, in the work of working with all these other humans and these humans rely on you. So we do all of this sort of, you know, outward focus. Our, our attention is out a lot of the time when we're in a role like that. And I think that this applies really to anyone. We forget that we're here too. And when we forget that, then we end up just depleting, going down, like down, down, like we're de- we just deplete down to zero, down to fumes. And then we expect ourselves to still be able to last and thrive while we're doing all the things with all with and for all the other people. And so the overflow effect then is just this turning this awareness, like being able to remember the fact that you are here too and you need care and you matter. And all of this is important because it enables you to last and thrive. So it is, you know, this sort of, um, this, um, what is it? The symbiosis of the more you care for you, the more you can show up and overflow. Like, and it does, like it impacts the way you talk to yourself. You will hear and see that reflected in the ways that people are talking to you and, uh, conversing with you around you. If you are in a home culture that you're building, like the more you are able to embody love and wisdom and patience, even when you're stressed, even when you're angry, even when you are frustrated, like being able to move and embody and hold that kind of love. You've cared for your body. You know what is like holding up, like what patterns are holding, like what stress is in your shoulders and what's in your jaws. And, and, you know, when you're able to soften and send love to those areas, then the overflow of that means that you are now being, you're now able to deal more lovingly with more compassion, more grace with other folks. You're able to see them too in their frustration because you know what frustration feels like and you know the work of working to soften that and to be with it and to work with it and not try to make it go away. Um, So the more you are able to turn your great love, the light of your awareness towards yourself, the more able you are to continue to do that in the work that you're doing in the world. If it's with your children, your partner, your coworkers, the stranger on the street who cut you off, you know, when you're trying to get off that interstate. And I raised my hand because that's like one of the classic examples that I raised to the folks. Like I was a person once in my life that would like follow. Oh my God. <laughs> I would you. be so angry. Right like, on their bumper. Right. Being able to like, and, you know, in some places and parts, the wrong moment, the wrong time. I can remember as a kid, like when road rage was like, first coming into awareness of like more people and there were like really awful things happening because people were consumed with road rage. Um, And so it's a very real thing to be able to give yourself pause and being able to like take a beat can be the difference between running somebody down on the highway that you don't even know, like complete, just losing yourself, Mm -hmm. like leaving yourself can be the difference between that and like, like just, Oh, where are my feet? Am I okay? Am I safe in this moment? Like, what else do I know besides I am really angry and that, ooh, that really bothered me and that was awful. And I can't believe how inconsiderate, like being able to be present to that and also zooming out. Courage means, does not mean that we're not afraid, does not mean we're not angry. It means that we know other things too. So being able to zoom out, like when we can do all these things for ourselves, it just makes it more possible um, to do it for others. That's one part of the overflow effect. But then we also embody this kind of frequency and vibration that means we attract that same sort of 
behavior, right? Like people now are reflecting back to us the way we speak to them and reflecting back to us the way we treat them. And, you know, doors open and the universe begins to unfold itself um, when we show up consistently as the version of ourselves that we actually want to be. And, you know, with a deep regard and respect for ourselves, in addition to being able to hold that same kind of regard and respect for others, it changes everything. I mean, it it really does change everything. Yeah. And I just want to reiterate this because I don't think we can say it enough as it has to start with ourselves. And it's so difficult for, you know, householders to really embrace this concept because they're, they're just buried in the busyness Mm -hmm. and the to do's and Mm -hmm. all the things. And, but that, and what you said about the road rage is like in that moment, you're forgetting yourself. And we forget that it doesn't have to be in that moment of rage or anger that we forget ourselves, but we forget ourselves in all the stuff and all the business and all the caretaking. And it's really when we feel into, and I love this idea, like, like, okay, how am I feeling in this moment? Mm -hmm. Because if you get really adept at it and you are practiced because awareness is a practice, you can almost, you know, you reclaim your power of choice because in that moment, like, Oh, I'm getting that heat in my belly again. Yes. And I know when that gets like, if that heat gets too hot, mm-hmm. I blow. That's and right. I'm like, okay. Why, what is, why is this getting so hot right now? I'm like, Oh yes, because this is reminding me of mm-hmm. that time that this guy said this thing to me. And it's really not about this moment here. It's just pulling me into another situation. That's making it even more potent. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like, Oh, in that moment, how can I nurture myself? Like, it's okay. Like you said, yeah. am I safe in yeah. this moment? Mm-hmm. Do I need to attack mm-hmm. for my safety or do I need to flee or freeze or fawn? Mm-hmm. Wait a second. No, I'm safe. Let me just bring yeah. some presence to that. And then that, those flames will start to, whew, they'll start to dissipate. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden with that self-nurturance, that oh. deep, deep love for yourself, mm-hmm. you have created a safer space for everyone else around you too. Cause it's Absolutely. not safe when someone gets, I mean, I grew up in a family where my dad wasn't, you know, drank too much. He was an alcoholic and then he would lose his temper. Um, And so, and it felt very violent and it Mm -hmm. became an unsafe place. So, Mm -hmm. um, but now, and I was learning how to be that way. Mm -hmm. So now it's like, okay, how, would I feel that coming in, how do I like give myself that deep love that I needed when I was a little girl? Yes, 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 Absolutely. 100%. 100%. Yeah. So, um, Yolanda, I'm going to let you talk for a moment because I'm realizing that I didn't plug my computer in and I'm going to lose all connection in two seconds. Uh-oh. So I don't want to break this. Sure. <laughs> but let's talk. <laughs> no pressure. But I, we could talk about the, dis, the, the, the remembering you because yeah. that is so beautiful. Like how do we yeah. remember those fractured parts of ourselves and bring them back in? Sure. Um, I think one of the most powerful things that um, um, has been consistent and steady in helping me to refresh myself, helping me to last, helping me to um, remember laughter, to remember play when we get you know caught in the go, caught in the stuck, caught in the get it done mode is joy. And, you know, that is like uh, the first author that um, brought that back to my awareness is I think her name is Sabrina Gandhi. I don't know, I might be saying her name wrong, but the book is uh, Sacred Pampering Principles. And um, in that book, there are these exercises. There's this beautiful explanation of joy and the, the power that comes from 
having direct to you joy, not just, not, you know, even though it's powerful to witness somebody else's joy, you know, we witness other folks in their joy, but what is it that brings us joy and being able to go back to those things, remembering what we did when we were kids that like we could just do forever. And we forgot what time it was and we had to be called away from it. Coming back to those things in our adulthood, remembering those things helps to give us a little surge <laughs> that, you know, sometimes it can be just a little teeny shot and sometimes it could be a shower or bathing ourselves in joy. And that enables us to keep going. Um, and to remember, like, also, like, we are not just this person who has to get things done. We're not just this person who has to watch the clock or this person who is all grown up and, and boring and stale and dried out and gray. Like, there is this color that comes back when we can remember joy um, and keep that with us. So um, I think that's one aspect of um, a really important way to remember who we are and that we're here, too, is how we came earthside, like that hasn't gone away. We've gone through things. Those things have attached themselves to us in various ways, but that part of us who was there always innately is still there. And we, when we can come back to that, um, find our ways back to that, we find our ways joy. And, you know, as an adult for a long time, it was very difficult for me to be like, Oh, what, what do I define as fun? Like what brings me joy? And I would always try to think back into my younger years, like it doesn't feel like that applies now. So I'm like, all I have to do is just change my perspective. Like what brings me joy now? What's mm-hmm. a joyful moment mm-hmm. for me now? Mm-hmm. You know, the slip and slide maybe might not do it now for me, Maybe not. <laughs> but, but it, I like how we can remember that and bring that memory back in because when we remember something, we bring the emotions back in. And we know sure. this because if someone's hurt us and we remember, we think about that situation, mm-hmm. we can feel that pain, but using that, that the power of our memory to bring in those moments of joy, even if we can't get outside and go down the slip and slide, we can bring that back in and remember that joy and bring that in. Because for me and my understanding is that joy is one of those, those emotions that are the closest to universal consciousness, to the divine. And, and then we're in that resonance, then we are in that resonance of the divine. And then everything's flowing so much better in that moment. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, we're up to our, can you really up to our second break already? Like Yolanda <laughs> and I could seriously like talk for probably days. Yeah, long time. I have vision of doing a retreat with you. So uh, I'm just throwing that out there for everyone to hear and be my witness. Okay. <laughs> tell me more. Tell me more. I love a retreat. <laughs> yeah. So um, we're going to take our last break of the show. But um, if you want to drop some questions for Yolanda, she's going to be hanging out with us for a few moments after we end our live show. And we're going to stay on in the Facebook group, which is Women Thriving Unapologetically. So you get to ask your questions there and we'll answer them real time. Mm-hmm. But so don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with Yolanda Coles Jones. Women, are you tired of chasing after your dreams, exhausted and overwhelmed from trying so hard to have the perfect life? Do you yearn for more ease, freedom, and time to explore what is near and dear to your heart, yet have no idea how to stop pushing forward? Join your host, Lindsay McCowan, and others like you on a journey to awaken the divine feminine. When you awaken the divine feminine, you awaken parts of yourself that have been ignored, lay dormant, put on the back burners, or forgotten. When you fully ignite these aspects of yourself, you awaken your ability to thrive in all areas of your life, including relationships, finances, health, career, and purpose. You stop chasing after life, 
and step into an easeful magnetic flow. You become the magnet that effortlessly attracts joy, love, space to play, abundance, and magic that illuminates your life. Does that sound like the future you? Go to lindsay.tv slash goddess to sign up today. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You're listening to Women Thriving Unapologetically with Lindsay McCowan. Have a question for Lindsay or her guests? Want to share your story? Email Lindsay at thrivingunapologetically at gmail.com. That's thrivingunapologetically at gmail.com. Now back to the show. Here again is Lindsay. Welcome back, everyone, to Women Thriving Unapologetically. You're here with me, Lindsay McCowan, and Yolanda Coles-Jones. We're having an amazing conversation about remembering you, how to really remember who you are and what's important to you in the busyness of your life. We have, and so many more things we've been talking about. But <laughs> I was asking Yolanda during the break, I think, okay, what do we really want to bring in? What do you really want to bring in here at the last piece of this portion of the show? And Yolanda mentioned that this about pacing ourselves, like, and I talk about this too. I call it honor your pace. Like, how do we just find the pace and the rhythm where we are allowing ourselves to really feel what we're feeling, to be able to be present to other people, to be moving towards our goals, to be mm-hmm. thriving, but not being um, completely exhausted by the process of it. So, um, I would love for you to share with us how you do this. Like, what are the steps? Yeah, absolutely. So I think that a lot of the time, and this was true for me too, when we talked about and understood, we heard terms like self-care, which has now been, you know, so overly used and miseducated around. Like there's there's this concept and we and so it becomes this thing where we just kind of chuck to the side and forget about it. Cause like, oh, that doesn't apply to me. I don't have time to sit in a bathtub or I don't have time to go to like a week-long retreat. I don't have time for that. But then we miss the element of care. Um, and so what does it look like? Like, how is this, can, how can self-care be free? <laughs> how can it be accessible to anybody? How can it happen right now? Cause I'm afraid and I'm depleted and I'm anxious and I'm overly stimulated in this moment. How can I, you know, bring on care for myself, bring care online for myself. And so one of the things that I know helps me and that I know helps, um, you know, folks that I work with all over, all over the world is our simple things like breath, and and training your awareness to like becoming um, awakened to where you are, like where you are in time and space, where your physical body is and starting with something that is more accessible. So like it's immediately here with you. Where where is your body? Um, if your feet are accessible to you, where are the soles of your feet? If you can feel that, where where is that? And then like stretching out, wiggling the toes and planting the feet onto the earth literally imagining like a kind of like laser beam sort of like shining on the base of, from the toes down to the heels and sort of scanning back and forward and realizing where you are. I did this one time in an airplane during turbulence and was like, oh, wow, it works in the air. <laughs> like I feel a <laughs> sense of calm just by putting my feet firmly on the floor of this airplane, like, like cabin and 
becoming aware of like just that space right there on the, on the bottom of my feet. And then if your feet are not accessible or if they are, you can bring it up to your sits bones and think about where your bottom is. And sometimes if it's really intense, you might lean up against a wall. You might like put your whole body down on the floor. Like, I mean, there's so many things that you can do in the heat of it in the most intense moments, right. To come back to your body. Often we leave ourselves, our, our, our thoughts just take us spiraling forward or spiraling backward. And we forget that there is this piece of us, which is right who we are, where we are, that is just right here in the now. And if we can send as much awareness as we can to what is happening right now with our physical body, you know, some teachings, some traditions call it the temple. Where are you? Where are you? And the more awareness you can send to the soles of the feet, to the sits bones, to like, you know, you might gently sort of, you know, touch in lovingly onto your arms or your wrists or your forearms and squeeze just a little bit so you can become aware of where your bones are. Where's your spinal column? And, you know, you might even, if you feel intuitively led to move just a little bit, like coming out of linear sort of rushing ahead thinking and stopping to bring some nonlinear movement into the body and just arriving fully into where you are. And you might just notice without interruption, air moving in and out of the body. So, you know, where do you feel it? Is it at the nostrils? Is it at your shoulders? If we can just turn our attention to these things that are supporting us while we are in the midst of the chaos, while we are in the midst of the stress, what are your hands doing? Like, like if these parts of you are available, whatever part of your body is, is available to you to access, turn towards it and see what's there. And notice the breath constantly supporting you with taking oxygen in, taking nutrients in, even when you're not thinking about it. And the pause that happens at the end of the inhale, that rest that is offered there. And then exhaling and the release that's automatically happening, you know, thousands of times over the course of a day, this natural taking in, this natural rest, this natural releasing, and then the rest even at the end of that. So just like turning your awareness to like, ooh, where, mm, let me just <laughs> breathe a little bit, right? Let me just take a couple of beats and just notice my breathing. Even if I don't, like there are all these apps that help us to extend the breathing and box breathing and all these wonderful exercises, but sometimes those aren't accessible. So I really like to teach people how to come to like right where you are right now and not interrupt what's happening. Just, just zoom out and notice where you are. Notice where your feet are. Notice where your bottom is. Notice where your back is. Woo. And then zoom out, like really settle into the sensation of being supported by whatever's holding you up. Mm -hmm. And then just notice the breath moving in and out of your body. You don't even have to change it. Just notice it. And that can offer grounding as well. Um, noticing and sometimes, you know, looking out, like, are you near something that is, you know, looking out like I'm at my window and I can look at these trees and just imagine, you know, lungs, just imagine breath, just imagine. And then I might send that imagination of spaciousness out into whatever is presenting, whatever is along my path. If it's a child who is really upset about something or, you know, uh, some email I've just received or some text message or like somebody's at the door, like or some, something is happening that might be stressful or not. But if it is, especially when it's intense, because this is usually when we need the most support and we forget to support ourselves. It's like to send that breath and just imagine it like 
enrapturing and in and out in just taking, just making space around everything that's in the past. So not trying to make the things go away. That's not what we're doing. We're just sending breath around it. We're sending space and we're imagining that pacing and that presence and that zooming out so that we can be present to what's here with some confidence and some consciousness and awakeness and wisdom and clarity, which helps us to make decisions that are in line with that wisdom, clarity, insight. Like that's when all that stuff comes through, intuitive sort of leaning. Like that comes through when we are able to really like just be here and zoom out and connect to the support that's all around us all the time. We just forget about it. Um, And it doesn't mean that we now have like a magic wand and we have all the answers to all the things. It just means that we can literally move from this now to this now and then this now with some clarity, with some wisdom, with some grounding, with some ability to um, not be consumed with all the things. And it feels like it comes back to that remembering. It's like, okay, Mm -hmm. in that moment, again, it comes back first awareness. Okay. I'm, I'm noticing that I'm feeling these things yes. and it's starting to either feel overwhelming or I can tell that I'm, I'm not going in the direction that I want to go. That's going to serve me and the people that I love. Mm-hmm. But in just in that moment, these, these tools are so simple, so simple. Just like, where are my feet? Where mm-hmm. are my hands? And if you can't connect to that part of your body, because some of us have difficulty feeling into our body, right. you can look out the window and connect yeah. to that tree that's or right. that plant mm-hmm. and and you can connect to your breath because that's mm-hmm. always happening. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, you create this space. And mm-hmm. it's in that spaciousness that we can find our connection again. Yes. And, and it's so sweet and it's so simple because we, as human beings, we, we think we live very complicated lives. Therefore, all the solutions have to be even more complicated and detailed. Mm-hmm. But the beauty about being human and, and a, a spirit in a human body is that we have that connection, you know, mm-hmm. and it's so simple. And I love how you don't make it complicated. You make it so accessible to everyone. You don't mm-hmm. have to do it in depth. I mean, I can teach you some crazy breathing techniques. Sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, because you're not going to be remembering that in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and I think that, you know, you mentioned, I think learning how to do all these uh, more advanced practices helps with the conditioning that we were talking about earlier, exactly. right? Like that helps us to really like curate a really like incredible (laughs) medicine bag. And I think that sometimes too, especially if you're new to, you know, becoming aware and you're just building this practice of self-awareness, so it can really help you to not have to think about too much. And if it's not already in your body, if it's not already in your like, you know, subconscious sort of like coming up without you thinking about it, then it really is just, ooh, ooh, earth, air, Mm -hmm. Let me have a sip of water, like, and that can help my muscle, my brain, like switch over into awareness of something else. Like, how does this feel in my mouth? This, how does it feel going down my esophagus, earth, air, water, you know, being able to use these very simple elemental things to bring yourself care and bring awareness back to you so that you know you're here too. Hey, you're here and you can support yourself in even these small ways. And then they can amplify and get bigger and bigger and bigger. And then you feel really supple because this has become your practice and, you know, on and on moment by moment, day by day, week by week, season by season, you bring these things online and enables you to keep supple. So, yeah. Yeah. I love that moment by moment, day by day. 
Mm-hmm. And then, you know, simple remembering of earth, air, water, earth, mm-hmm. air, water, because, you know, I'm not going to remember some complex breathing technique when someone's really activating me. Yeah. But because I've all done all those things for such a long time as a, a disciplined or devotional practice, then in that moment, as you mentioned, it's already there in me. So all I have to remember is earth, air, water, mm-hmm. breathe and breath, mm-hmm. and breath. Mm-hmm. And then it becomes and I'm much more aware of that moment and how, how I am and I can shift into a way of being yeah. instead of reacting or doing. Absolutely. And so, um, you know, I really want people to be able to connect with you, Yolanda. So tell us how can all of our amazing listeners connect to you and, and just get that shower of wisdom that you so uh, offer up, you know, willingly and so generously. Sure. Thank you for the question. Um, So right now, a lot of the work that I'm doing is happening inside my Facebook group. So Family Leaders Who Love Well is the Facebook group name and it's free to access. Um, You just need to answer a couple of questions so we know you're not coming in there. uh, Family Leaders That Love Well or Live Well? Love well, L O V E. Yes, okay. love well. Family leaders who love well, um, and I also have a podcast, Empowered People, each day. It's available on all platforms, um, and at any of those places, you can find ways to access me directly. Um, so you'll you'll find links to my Instagram, um, Y O L O N D A underscore J Yolanda J, um, and yeah, those are the best ways to find me. Yeah. And I have to say, you always have such great content. I always follow you on Instagram and I do listen to your podcast. There was one thing about this podcast that I listened to that so wanted to ask you about today, but maybe you'll come back on about don't call me superwoman. Oh, yes. So go listen to Yolanda's podcast. Don't call me superwoman. Yes, um, we'll do it. Respectfully. Yeah. I know people mean it in love, but it's, it's, yeah, there are many reasons why it doesn't work. So, yeah. Yeah, so you can go listen to that since we didn't have a chance to um, discuss it here. And maybe we'll discuss it in our Facebook group here at the end of the show. But we are already here at the end. So thank you for being with us today, Yolanda. You're so amazing. I love you so much. I love you. All the work that you're doing in this world. (laughs) And so for those of you that are listening now and on the replay, just know that we go live every Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. So please follow and be with us next week. And in the meantime, if you have any questions you want to connect, you can connect with me at lindsaymccowan.com or thrivingunapologetically at gmail.com. So I look forward to next week. And until then, many blessings and much love. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Women Thriving Unapologetically. We hope we've inspired you to claim your birthright to thrive. Tune in next week where we will continue to give you the tools you need to flourish, prosper, and thrive. Until then, have a beautiful week.